2: Good Monday morning, Southern Middle Tennessee. Welcome to Three Dudes with a View. I'm Dude Number Three. My name is Del Kennedy. We've had a cold, cold weekend, uh, but it was a pleasant weekend. But we were out in that wind. You, uh, you knew it. You felt the cold. That's for sure, uh, folks. We are going to be a few minutes getting Mr. York in this morning. Uh, Clayton's working on it. We'll get him in here in just a second. Meanwhile, I want to reflect for just a minute, though. I get these thoughts that come to me once in a while. But I was sitting there in church yesterday behind my son and daughter-in-law and their two oldest children. And some things that are right in front of you sometimes you just take for granted. And I sat there and thought about how important it is to, for a child to have a family a loving family what that means to that child's uh, security that child's development uh, to be able to learn and grow in a safe and loving place uh, with parents who uh, are there for them and provide that kind of safe and loving home that my grandchildren have not every child has that so I prayed for the children of the world who didn't have that or don't have that uh, and thought about you know, just talked to God about how much that meant to a child and um, prayed that he would help for the children who don't have that to have that in some form or fashion. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Del. Good morning, everybody. Alright, we're working on getting in dude number one, Mr. Jim York right now. Clayton's working on it. He just parked the bus and Mike Lyle is not here this morning. Is Mike okay, Clayton? Yeah,
0: Mike's okay. Uh, he is going to be out there for a few days. Okay. So I'll be running the show.
2: There we go. All right. Regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers. How you doing?
3: You know, I'm good, but I have a church moment that kind of ties into you. Okay, go. Um, when we had three little kids going to First Pres, um, our kids loved to go to big church, so they started coming pretty early, and we sat right in front of your parents. And you know, kids may be re- you know they may have had a restless day or this or that, and your parents always said the sweetest things, like "I am so glad that y'all were in church today," and it just my kids loved them, and we loved them.
2: Well, they've sort of been working uphill since <clears throat> years ago. My sister threw the hymnal off the balcony there and hit Carolyn Ross on the head with it in the middle of the church oh, service. Oh, uh, <laughs> That'll you they, up. They, they would not be the first cast a stone. Well, we sure. were nervous
3: parents about you know kids causing a ruckus, and they always just put uh, our concerns at ease by saying sweet, sweet, sweet things. Well,
2: after that, they put a rope up on the front row so you couldn't sit on the front row anymore. <laughs> so Elizabeth
3: wouldn't have done that, right?
2: All right. Uh, a friend of the station and uh, regular Monday guests these days, I guess while the legislature is in the sessions, Representative Scott Specky. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, everybody. All right, folks. <clears throat> Let's talk about the legislature. First, I know y'all are all talking about Trump getting arrested. Uh, gee whiz, folks. First of all, that's not going to be good. Uh well, non-disclosure agreements are legal in Tennessee. I don't know what the law is in New York, but you know, non-disclosure agreements are legal. Uh and this kind of, you know, uh, I was remarking just remarking to Scott for the um uh, uh, before the show started, folks, the Tennessee Secretary of State should issue a travel warning to Tennesseans not to go to New York or Washington D.C. Uh, They will persecute you politically, and you will not get a fair trial. Uh, And that's just a fact. And uh, uh, just citizens who got a guided tour of the Capitol are now sitting in jail, uh, some in solitary confinement, some in conditions so bad that judges have ruled that they violate the Eighth Amendment against cruel and inhuman punishment. So uh, don't go. I'll never go to New York or Washington, ever.
3: Even for Tennessee's basketball game on Thursday?
2: No, not having it. Are you know. going, Carrie?
3: Uh, I booked tickets, but I don't think it's going to work out.
2: Oh, Talking right. about basketball <laughs> games, though, I mean, I I may be a dyed-in-the-wool orange that now. The the Tennessee over the weekend, y'all can give us the details. I mean, they whooped the <laughs> slammy, slimy pond scum blue devils. I mean, the school where you... Sign your name, you know, to get admitted on special admissions and play basketball, and then they prosecute you falsely for rape. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I mean, pawn scum. Pawn scum. What, what was the final score on that game? Go go, get Big Orange, baby. Was right. nine points, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it
4: really wasn't, it wasn't close. It really wasn't close. Yeah. Well, it's always good. And then, and then with Purdue losing on the other side of the bracket, I'm telling you, Tennessee can wind up in the Final Four pretty easily. Yeah, who you know who they could end up playing. Who's that? Is Alabama? Alabama. Nobody in their set. the two, three, and four are gone. Right. So, but they beat Alabama during this regular season. They did. Yeah, they did. They beat them. They beat them twice, didn't they? Once, once in the they fall. Only, once in the fall. Oh well, yeah. If you want to talk about football, yes. <laughs> Gary, that's yes, your cue.
3: Thank you. <laughs> Boom. Hey, but bet I don't want to talk too much. About All right. <laughs> we'll
4: I may take be... we know, what we got. You, know, you beat the
2: Blue Devils. You're a friend of mine. <laughs> okay, folks. Scott Specky's been keeping us updated on what's going on in the legislature. And we thought...
4: Mr. York's uh, here. We got Mr. York. Mr. York's
2: here. Oh, Mr. York, you in? Yeah, y'all in seminar numbers this morning, but I'm here. Uh, yeah, Mr. York, we had... Uh, Mike Lyle's not here, going to be out for a few days, and Clayton was, uh, the bus got here just a little late, so... That's my fault, Mr. York. But welcome in. How you doing?
0: Oh, how y'all doing?
2: All right. The real bus driver. You're, you're, you're in a remote location, Mr. York, I see. Yep, I
0: have to use my other device.
2: Good deal. Clayton, he sounds a little low on volume. He's on his phone.
4: Okay. He's on a different device. Okay. I'm on a
3: different device. Oh, and I just received listener feedback that we won by thirteen.
4: By thirteen. All right,
2: <laughs> go big, orange, baby. Excuse me. Wouldn't go that be big something if, if Alabama and Tennessee did end up in the final four? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know they 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 both deserve to be there. I'm getting I'm getting pretty disgusted though with the NCAA. You know they they show that what they think the tournament is about making money, not about putting the best teams in the country out on the basketball court. And uh, Vanderbilt should have made it. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. And there's some other teams that should have made it, right? Oh, yeah. It's been quite shocking what's
4: happened so far in the tournament. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. about making money, not about putting the best teams in the country on the basketball
4: court. Hey, I, b- by the way, yesterday, the Wisconsin women's hockey team beat the Ohio State Buckeyes hockey team for the national championship for their seventh national championship at Wisconsin. Wow. Seventh national championship. So if you play hockey, ladies, go to Wisconsin to play hockey. There you go.
3: That is impressive.
4: There you go.
2: All right. Scott has been keeping us updated on the legislature. Now, the two bills that are uh, of... Big time interest to Murray Countyans. We thought we were going to be decided last week. Uh, one of them was the scenic river designation for Duck River from Columbia to the Hickman County line. The other being, uh, what is it? The taxpayer protection bill, property taxpayer protection bill, aka impact fees for Murray County to let growth pay for growth. Mm-hmm. And um, they both came up in committee last week. And they thought the issue. We thought the issue would be decided. But it didn't happen. They're still pending, and we'll be both heard again this Wednesday in the uh, appropriate committees in the in the Tennessee House.
4: Scott, what's going on? Well, first of all, let's talk about the uh, the scenic river designation for the Duck River. Um, we got put last on on the agenda for for last Wednesday. And there was this issue about beef and beef production and beef slaughter that took up almost fifty minutes. Which
2: I yet I, I, I hated it for our bill, but I was fascinated with that um, among beef cattle producers. That issue's been floating around for years mm-hmm. and. Tennessee uh, and the Agricultural Powers of the State, AK Farm Bureau, have, have usually been against it. Now they seem to have done a 180 mm-hmm. on uh, having uh, taking steps to promote more local processing of beef. And, well, it can include hogs or lambs as well in Tennessee. So anyway... But I, that's so I thought that was interesting but I'm sorry it
4: pushed off our bill it did, it left us lit, literally 15 minutes to, to present we were able to get uh, five people up there to testify um, and, and open up the testimony and then the chairman adjourned the meeting we're going to start and I've seen the agenda, we are first up so we will be first up in committee on Wednesday and we will take up exactly where we left off and hopefully we can unpack this thing of all of the um, um, innuendos and mistruths that were said by the opposition to this, get those unpacked, and then my job will be to get it focused back on whether or not the Duck River has met the threshold for the state to step in and protect it, and making sure that the, um, the the most biodiverse river in the United States and fourth in the world stays that way moving forward, not only for the environmental issues and the recreational uh, uh, opportunities there, but also our water intake for the future will be downriver, and therefore we must be able to protect the, the clean drinking water of over 350,000 Tennesseans right now, and we all know that that number is climbing on a daily basis in the last 10 minutes mm-hmm. since our 15 minutes since we've been on the air, there's been 15 new people moved to Tennessee. So um, it is just an ongoing uh, uh, pressure on us, and we have to have the clean water. So 9 a.m., House Hearing Room 3, up in Cordell Hall, I'll tell you this, uh, they were gracious enough last week to allow standing. Normally that does not happen. The the sergeant-at-arms will come in, and if you're standing, they'll make you leave. So if you want a seat, get there early uh, because it was full to capacity. Um, and over capacity and there's uh, there's going to be more people going so make sure you get there early so you can get a seat.
2: Yeah, and Scott the once again and, and you've been one of the callers but uh, the uh, folks here in Tennessee and Murray County who are organizing the effort to support this bill have issued the call once again for if you support it if you support clean water for murray county uh if you support scenic duck river then get up there to this committee hearing at 9 a.m wednesday in the cordell Hall building immediately adjacent to the state capitol folks when you've got a room full of people sitting there looking at you with virtual pitchforks and brooms um it makes a difference, and I saw that last week. It does. And, it does. And it particularly makes a difference in this context in that these uh, uh, none of these uh, members, I think there are about 13 members of this committee, the council ag committee, they're from all over the state. None of them are from, I think, Murray or adjacent counties. And so they don't know about the Duck River. Correct. And uh, they so and the bill only affects Murray County. And so you've got to think that one of the things foremost on their mind is, well, you know, what does Murray County want to do about this thing? And so that show of support uh, is really important if there's any way you can get there i think i'm going to be there my son and daughter-in-law are going to be there and all my grandchildren are going to be there uh wednesday morning nine o'clock now if you can't get a seat inside they have big screens and monitors just directly out there in the lobby and your presence will be noted by
4: those uh members of that committee yeah there's there's only one way into the committee and you have to walk through the crowd so be polite ask them to vote yes on the bill um this is something that has I thought it really was not that much of a bill and this bill now has become the bill of the General Assembly right now where everybody is tuned into this battle and to the point of I've been fielding phone calls from CNN and Fox total opposites right they're arguing in support of this bill think about that CNN and Fox arguing in support Republican and Democrat arguing in support environmentalist and, and agriculture in support I mean, every all the stars are aligning of exactly how they've made our country to work. This is the definition of bipartisan, yeah. except for the chairman, right? Except for the chairman. Chairman is from Jackson, Tennessee. Property
2: and- rights. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Set walking horses feet on fire, baby. <laughs> uh, the, uh, and folks, now no doubt about it. The, what the scenic river bill class two does uh, for a private property owner. You can do everything that you're currently allowed to do on your land with, mm-hmm. under county zoning or whatever. You can build a barn. You can timber. You can do all that stuff. The only thing you can't do is put a solid waste dump. If, if you've been thinking, if you got land along the Duck River and you think about putting in a solid waste dump then uh this would not be good for you well there is one company that wants to put in a mega dump out there trinity and they are the opposition to this bill they show they they look like darth vader and uh his minions when they show up up there there's nobody comes a citizen comes to and in, in, against the bill it's just this raft of lawyers and lobbyists employed by trinity they've got deep pockets and make no you know, there's no doubt about it. What's going on here is our new water intake, which for engineering reasons must be put down around Williamsport, uh, would be downstream of this dump that Trinity wants to put in. And that would imperil our water supply, the water that we drink. And as the uh, new head of Columbia Power, I can't recall his name, but he has an, a background in engineering and in Solid waste disposal, among other things, and he was pleading with this legislature to pass this. The committee last week to pass this scenic river bill to protect the new Columbia Power and Water uh, intake down around Williamsport, and he spoke quite knowledgeably about how dumps leak, no matter how well you build them. And uh, so, this is that. That's the battle here, is to. is this uh, Megadone and it's got to be stopped to protect the river and to protect the water supply and to protect um, the beauty of the Duck River let's take a break and come back
1: Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon, or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified re-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorsales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks GMC. We are professional grade i The mules are back in town. Plan now to attend all four days of Mule Day 2023, Thursday, March 30th through Sunday, April 2nd. The Arts and Crafts and Flea Market activities take place at Murray County Park Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sunday hours are 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The Arts and Crafts area consists of over 100 vendors with a variety of items that are all handmade by the crafters. You'll find quilts, pottery, ironworks, woodworking items, coins, and much more. Over at the flea market you'll find 70 more vendors selling a variety of items such as sunglasses toys games clothing and accessories western apparel cowboy boots and hats decor and lots more be sure to stop by the arts and crafts and flea market areas during your visit to mule day 2023 march 30th to april 2nd right here in columbia visit muleday.com for a complete schedule of events
2: Clayton, Clayton knows how to do bumps, folks. We're gonna to have to send Coach Mike to re-education. Uh, but yeah, thirty-eight special. If you don't like it, um, just off
4: yourself. <laughs> anyway. Delk, Del, we remember. We remember when this song was new and it was being played. I don't know if Clayton does. No, I don't. Yeah. But I, I definitely know the song.
2: Yep. Okay, I'm Delk Kennedy. I am dude number three, uh, folks. We're two weeks from Mule Day. Next week is Mule Day week. We will be broadcasting the Mule Day Parade uh, live. Uh, which station, Clay? 101.7. This station, WKOM yes, FM 101.7. We will be broadcasting. The Mule Day Parade live. We always have a lot of fun doing that. I like to get my microphone and go out into the crowd, interview the uh, folks who are at the parade, the folks who've entered the parade, the Grand Marshal, uh, the band leaders, whatever, uh, the folks with the big mule last who, year.
3: Who is our Grand Marshal this year?
2: Uh, Mike the, Wolf. Mike Mar- Wolf, Mar- the baker. Mar- Mar- oh,
3: that's fun.
2: And that fellow had that enormous steer last year. It's a big, damn steer I've ever seen in my life. Golly, it was huge. <laughs> yes, it was. All right, dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? Doing well, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York.
0: Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody out there.
2: Regular special guest dude on Monday, uh, Carrie Powers, how are you?
3: Excellent. Happy Monday.
2: Happy to have you. Thank you. Ann's friend of the station, Representative Scott Specky. The legislature is in full burn right now in Nashville, folks. And Scott, we thank him for keeping us abreast of what's
4: going on up there. And, uh, Scott, I'll let you take it. Uh, So the other bill we were talking about was the Taxpayer Protection Act meeting a lot of headwind from builders and realtors across the state of Tennessee. The problem is the bulk of that committee is made up of East Tennessee legislators, and the builders and realtors have a strong, very, very strong influence over them. We are trying to figure out how to get something across the line that benefits Murray County. And if this one passes, it's going to be by the grace of God. It is it is tight. We have the votes one minute, and then the next minute we don't, and it flip flops back and forth. Uh, county commissioners are coming up there. We've got lobbyists up there arguing on our behalf, uh, trying to get this across the finish line. The Senate is just sitting back right now watching, seeing if it's going to get out of subcommittee. We are hoping that we can get it out of the subcommittee and then, therefore, put a little pressure on the Senate to go ahead and take a vote on it and then use that leverage to come back to the full committee and hopefully pass it. But this one, uh, this one once again, is meaning a lot of opposition, and it's it's all from the builders and the realtors. Well, what's the biggest argument, that it's a tax uh, yes, it's a tax, and it's and this is the, kind of the funny part. They don't want to pay it. Well, the the funny part I don't is, want to pay my taxes either is the. Um, the argument that it's going to affect affordable housing in middle tennessee (laughs) oh come on (laughs) that's so absurd and 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 it it is right affordable housing right now is half a million dollars yeah but
3: haven't they shifted the term on that i don't think they're using affordable housing anymore it's It's attainable um, attainable
4: attainable housing
3: let's switch the words so so we can spend something
4: this is this is this is big government right it's the, the legislature it's Lobbyists lobbying legislators and, and and contributing to their campaigns, and it's uh, uh, we are working hard on this one fever feverishly, but I don't know about this one. This one's going to be very tight, it, 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 depending on what exactly what mood they're in on on which breath they're taking. The bill could pass. Now we know there's eight members of the subcommittee. We know we have three hard noses. Um, um, two of them are realtors. And one of them is connected to builders. So we know those are three hard no's. There's only five other members. And able to pass it, we have to have all five members vote in the affirmative.
3: Can, can I ask a question as a simpleton? Um, if someone's a realtor, why, do, why are they not recusing themselves? Is that, does it not work that way it, at that level? It,
4: it, it, it does, but technically they're not gaining financially from it one way or the other from the bill. If if you're running a bill and I have direct payment from that bill, then you'd have to recuse yourself. But if you're in the industry, like, I vote on banking issues all the time, and I don't have to recuse myself because it doesn't directly affect my pay. Okay. So, that's why.
3: just as a point of logic, and, um, you know, do the realtors have children? Do they have children that need to be educated? Yes. Do they drive on roads? Yes. Do they want you know, water lines and yeah. things like that. Um, like, You'd is think? there any appealing for that logic, um, or do they just—is this money is the the almighty dollar?
4: I, I think, the, Carrie. I think the issue is short-sightedness. They're not looking at the big picture here. So he, here's what I think is going to happen if this bill fails. There's another bill going through the House that I think will have a better chance of passing. Uh, Majority Leader Lambert is carrying it, and what it does is it does away with all of the urban growth boundaries of of the cities and any annexation has to be approved by by the county commission any annexation approved by the county first the other one is you're going to see these growth counties what they're probably going to do is these county commissions are going to issue moratoriums on building they can do it. Uh, the um, the Supreme Court has said that counties, municipalities, and cities do have the ability to issue short-term moratoriums. You can't issue a blanket no more building, but you can say for 180 days there'll be no new building permits issued or no, no, no new certificates of occupancy.
3: Oh, so you even go. current building will get halted? Yes,
4: yes and that will give wow. us some leverage on the and the thing is it gives, gives us it's leverage right you got to get leverage sometimes and if they're not willing to come to the table and look at the big picture of being able to provide for i mean what i don't understand is if you're going to have a big build a big subdivision build right that's going to require a school and the county is willing to put a school in the, in your subdivision your building it makes those that lots those properties more valuable because you can point it and say that's the school going in right there So, this is the the big battle going on right now. Um, It is consuming. Um, We are all the time in meetings trying to figure out a way forward. But, like I said, there's only eight members of the committee. Three are hard nos. We have to have all five vote yes. If one votes no, it's a 4 4 tie. The bill fails. Got it. So, so we just got to work that bill. The other bill that's moving forward, and I'm going to shift a little bit to education, Doug, if that's okay. Yes. Uh, The third grade, I'm going to call it the third grade intervention bill. Uh, I carried, I'm carrying for the chairman of education. That did pass the subcommittee. It is on the full committee uh, uh, calendar this week, along with the Senate, Senate's in finance. Um, this is the bill that. Uh, allows a second uh, test to be measured for kids uh, that are scoring approaching on the TCAP and another way for them to move forward. It also helps uh, parents that want to fight for an appeal for their kids so they're not retained. It allows the schools to step in and help them with the paperwork and navigate the paperwork and the filing of the paperwork with the state. And then lastly, it requires that any student... Uh, well, one of the, it requires any student that's retained in K-3 in that retention year they have to have a tutor assigned to them to help them with their shortcomings. And then there's a data reporting part of tracking these kids that we move forward out of third grade where they are in fourth grade and making sure they're on grade level. And then if not, what we're going to do after that. So that bill is moving forward. It will pass. Um, I have to present that in committee uh, two more three more times, and then that'll be on the House floor, and then that will take care of the retention. The other two bills that we're working on that I'll be presenting this week is one, whenever we do our new standards, we will we will break them into foundational and advanced. Uh, this is the first step of, f- of focusing back on the foundational principles of education and making sure we can identify which ones that are the core basics that we have to teach the kids and they have to know. And the other one is the one we've talked about, Delk, for a while, about early retention. And the one uh, the early retention bill in first grade, that bill will be up uh, in committee this week, and we'll see if both of those pass. There we go.
2: That's the one that, and Scott, that, uh, you know, as you say, making sure that they are ready to do first grade, mm-hmm. uh, that's the one that just seems to resonate with people as just common sense. Everywhere Correct. I go, uh, people go,
4: yeah, okay, why didn't we think of that earlier? Well, it's, I mean, w- the locals have had this authority since 2010, 2006, I'm sorry, and they're, and they're not holding these kids back for some reason. I can't figure out why they're not doing it. And what happens is, is as they move forward, they're getting further and further and further behind yeah. because educational. Start off behind, you never catch up. You never catch up. And we've got complaints of teachers in third grade that they're arguing with us about, hey, it's not my fault. These kids are being retained. is because they're showing up two and three grade levels behind. And then the question is, well, then how did they get out of first grade if they're that far behind? Why don't we hold them in first grade?
3: You had core curriculum, and then you had whatever the next catchphrase right. was, right. and this and that. And the teachers were so busy trying to scramble around to say, "What? hold on, what are my new guidelines? What am I held accountable for? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I'm scared for my job. Blah, blah, blah. And the shift got away from kids.
4: Yes. And so we're, we are trying to refocus that back on the educational outcomes of these kids being on grade level, knowing the foundational basics so that we can build on that year after year after year. And Common I'm, core. And sorry. I, no, don't say that. Oh, no, okay. okay. No, I was correcting right. myself. And, and so, if we can... Well, it is a dirty word. As, as it is see, a
3: dirty word. As you
4: see, I jumped at you when you said that. It is that. a dirty word. But uh, it, Yes, sir, Mr. York. The
0: problem in the past has been that the state has never fully funded early intervention. And and I know teachers, they know there's things that can be done. And if it's as much the system's fault as it is the kid's fault. So... How, to, how can you hold a kid back when you don't intervene, when you don't have the resources to do the things you need to do to educate the kid and then say, oh, it's your fault because we didn't provide the proper intervention and resources for you to move forward?
2: I don't think it's telling
4: a kid it's his or her fault. All right, so... so
0: well, uh, in, in essence, it is if you're going to hold them
4: back, you know? so, so let's unpack this, Mr. York, you and you, you hit on a couple of very good topics to talk about. First of all, we have RTI, which is Response to Intervention. That is funded, fully funded, and and they can take advantage of that at the local level to help get interventions into these kids as they start to struggle. That's step one. Step two is the governor has a bill this year that fully funds summer school camps and tutoring starting with kindergarten now. So the, the, the supports will be there during the year, And in summer school, for these kids that start out behind to get them the necessary interventions to get them caught up, and both of those, one RTI is partially uh, uh, funded by the feds and, and partially funded by the state, and then the one for the interventions of summer school and tutoring, that is completely funded by the state. Now, also, we are looking at the shortcomings of the tutoring, right? You, if, if a kid's going to be assigned a tutor, Mr. York, they've got to have a body of someone who can tutor them. And so we're coming up with more creative ways to increase the pool of people that can help in K through three to help these kids uh, uh, get tutors, such as uh, going to more online tutoring of people that can do this for the kids. Also, looking at allowing our state employees to get paid time off to go and be tutors in our K through three system. Also, looking at National Guard members who missed their training because of work commitments. Instead of doing five hours of community service, serving five hours in our school system, helping kids in K through three learn how to read. We are trying to put every support we can in place in K through three to get that turned around.
2: Okay, folks, it's time to take a break. Mr. York, you got another question? Would we'll, you want to get it on the yeah. other side?
4: Okay,
0: yeah.
2: All right. Vintage
1: doesn't always mean long-lasting. As your home systems age, your repair costs, utility bills, and breakdowns rise. During Hiller's Vintage Showdown, we're giving away a free new system to the owner of the oldest HVAC unit. Submit a picture of your old equipment online to see if you qualify as the winner. Everybody wins with trade-in credits plus 0% financing for up to 48 months with approved credit on select new HVAC systems. Enter to win now at happyhiller.com.
2: Call the happy face truck today.
1: Alzheimer's Tennessee is kicking off the walk season with a celebration lunch for the 2023 Murray County Walk to make Alzheimer's a memory. Wednesday, April 12th, 1130 a.m., Blevins Hall, Williams Funeral Home, 2517 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Call 615-580-4244 or email Cheryl.Blanchard at TNALZ.org for more details. Visit www.alztennessee.org to sign up to walk and start your team.
0: It is that time of week. Uh, I have got somebody very special on the phone, Mr. Miles Johnson with Foodland. Miles, how are you this morning?
2: I'm doing great. How are you? I'm
0: doing fantastic. Let's hear everything that you got.
2: All righty. Well, for the whole week sale,
0: we have whole rib us for 4.99 a pound, fresh ground beef for 2.79 a pound. Green cabbage, $0.39 cents a pound. Seedless white grapes, $0.99 cents a pound. And we
2: also have Deer Park 24-pack spring water, two for 10.
0: You're open uh, seven days a week, uh, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th, uh, right located near the post office. And uh, I tell you, you always have some great deals. People need to come in, and uh, and your your staff is so friendly. If there's something that they don't see, they just need to ask, and you guys are amazing at taking care of them. So thank you once again, Miles.
2: All Thank you.
0: Have a good day. Thank you. All right. That was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Make sure you go there and check them out.
1: Are you looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harman Scrap Metal, for more information.
3: All
2: right, right, folks, we're back. Three days with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? Doing well, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you?
0: Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody.
2: And regular special guest dude, <clears throat> Carrie Powers, how are you?
3: Excellent. Thank you.
2: And welcome in to Representative Scott Specky. Good morning. Good morning. Folks, I want to circle back. But we'll go back to you, your question, Mr. York, and, and whatever else Scott's got to tell us. But let me remind people, <clears throat> Scott was talking about what was going on with the impact fee bill. Let me let me remind folks of where the ball lies on the Scenic River bill. It is pending in front of the House Agricultural Committee. The hearing will be at 9 a.m. this Wednesday, where they will either pass or not pass. Now, In the Senate, the Senate has passed the Scenic River Bill for Duck River in western Murray County. If it passes the committee on Wednesday, it will pass the House. So this Wednesday, this is it. This is the the night of nights, the height of heights. This is when this thing gets decided. So it is important to be there Wednesday, 9 a.m., Uh, And support, show what Murray County feels about the Scenic River designation. Show these committee members who are, like I said, not from around here. Uh, It's not their fault. They represent their districts wherever they may be, but show them what Murray County thinks. And hopefully when uh, something is happening in one of their own counties, then um, we and and Representative Sepikki will be as supportive
4: to them as they've been Mm -hmm. to us. And, and Doug, what the lobbyists do is they pick they pick the chamber that ha- that they might have the most influence in, mm-hmm. and that's what they go after. Um, the senators made it perfectly clear that they didn't have a dog in this hunt; that it was just common sense. Make the river a scenic, river, and move on with life. They've chosen to go after this, and like I said, the chairman is the one that's 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 gumming everything's up. By the way, he voted for it in the subcommittee. <laughs> he voted for it in the subcommittee. So between that day and and now, we've been fighting. Somebody's been in his office, yeah. And now he's championing this, this anyway. So just get up there, folks. We'll. I believe we can win. It's just we've got to unpack what all of the mistruths have been done. This is it, though. But yeah. nine o'clock Wednesday. It's yeah. whatever no, happens there. vote that, on it. That, vote on
2: it. It's that's basically that's it. That's that's the, it. That's, it's, it's a done deal. After that, one way or the other. So if it fails, then it doesn't go to the House floor and it's dead. So it's passed the Senate. Uh, if it passes this committee, the way things are in the House these days, uh, the Republican House, if it comes out of committee, uh, the, the House will pass it. That's just uh, the way things operate in the legislature these days. So uh, show your sport. Bring your virtual broomstick and your virtual pitchfork. But Mr. be polite, as Scott says. Mr. York had a question. All right, go, Mr. York.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Scott, I, you know, I appreciate the, all this National Guard and stuff, but we need a consistent intervention team in the early grades to help kids that are not producing. And and when you're gonna attack a problem, you don't do it harem scam. You develop a team, and that team needs to be consistent. That's the only way you're gonna get consistent improvement across the board. So you know, I I don't I don't particularly like the plan that you all come up. Because it's not gonna, it's not gonna produce the things that you're looking after. Then you're gonna say, "Well, we put all this money into it, and you still." But it's not a good system that you're building.
4: So, so where is the team gonna come from, Mr. York? We've got a shortage of teachers, a shortage of everybody. I mean, we need to develop
0: the, that team somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not asking you to do the impossible, but there are teachers. That are out there. There are people that are educators, and and we need to go to the education department and let them develop the type of teams because you're going to need psychologists, you're going to need mental health folks, and you're going to need academic folks on that team.
3: Hmm, I kind of like that idea, you know. But it's a it's a brainstorming realm, but I I love to live in the brainstorming realm at times. But you know, like in the hospital, you know, because like uh, why they call code blue. You know, like, the bedside nurse can start CPR, but then they've got people that do, you know, that really uh, can run the long haul of a code. So, you know, maybe this is a good brainstorming topic put together. And, you know, maybe uh, there are some people that, I mean, we do have a shortage of teachers, so I don't expect us to pull from the pool that are on the full-time clock. But maybe there are some people that are retired teachers or uh, whatever that would want to kind of come to the table for a very defined task. Yeah, and, and it's you good know, brainstorming like a- concept with all this health, money y'all have to spend. Let's pay them. Let's pay them real good. Yeah, let's and, pay the health, for and the
0: help results that deal with certain problems that that patients have, and they're consistent, and they get consistent results. Education. Our children are most important part of a life to help develop those kids to be productive in the future. We can't go ham scam hoping that hit and miss and hoping that we're going to educate them we've got to educate these kids so they can be productive i
4: don't I think know, anyone I mean, disa- I mean, no one
3: disagrees with I mr mean, I mean, york, we- york, we- <laughs>
4: york we, you're preaching to the choir but everything you're stating right now the districts has had the ability to do for 15 20 years and they're not doing it so why not
0: they have the money scott
4: they do it have takes- the money mr york They have the money for school psychologists. They have the money for teachers. They have the money for teachers' assistants. They have the money for social workers. They have the money to put all this together. They just—they're not doing it.
3: Well, if so, all
4: we're doing is
0: maybe one. If 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 you're lucky.
3: I think we need a chick-fil-a operations model i mean truly maybe there is a money shortage maybe there's not but i don't think operationally the money's been used very effectively and again again i think the rotation between the dirty word of common core and then whatever came next and this and that and you know then the rti mandates and just it's it's there's so much time wasted um that puts burdens on teachers that distract them from just being a good teacher is what i feel like i saw so that's my opinion so you know if operationally we could really come up with a good solid plan to let teachers teach and you know i think a little more money towards the younger years would probably be a benefit uh but at this moment, it is kind of in the brainstorming realm. But some good ideas.
4: So, so this is going to be interesting for Murray County. Our budget, the state's going to increase funding alone to Murray County roughly eighteen to nineteen million dollars, and that's unallocated. They can do with it whatever they they deem. Uh, fit for their students so that is going to be the grand experiment is give them the money like mr york saying and then give them the the creativity the autonomy to come up with a problem with a solution to the problems all we're going to do is just put multiple assets on the table for them to choose from and pull down to make things work we'll see what happens mr york but we can't we don't have time to wait anymore because education doesn't pause we have kids right now in school systems that have not had a teacher in their classroom the whole year, and they're going to be taking TCAP tests here in about a month and a half.
0: That doesn't make sense.
4: That I know. really doesn't. I mean, I'm with you, Mr. York. How how do you have? I mean, honestly, let's talk about it. How do you have administrators fully staffed, and we got we got openings in our in our in our classrooms.
0: Well, they're not fully staffed. They got teacher openings.
4: No, no, they're fully staffed at the administration levels.
0: Well, that's a requirement.
4: Well, is it from who? Yes, from who?
0: It's a state requirement. We we gotta administration has to run the program. True, but you've you've gotta find teachers somehow. People that's gonna teach.
4: Everybody in administration has a teaching license. Everybody administration has well, a teaching
0: license. So you want to put them in the classroom?
4: Hey,
3: Mr. York, I will say in di- in a dire situation, I am aware of several um, central office people that have gone to the school level. So it has been done mm-hmm. in the it, last it, it, year it, or two. It's not possible. It, it may not be a, a long-term solution, but it really is a short-term solution. But, um, but when you when you got a district
0: that's lacking 57 teachers, And you only got ten or twelve administrators in the system.
3: That's not going to solve the problem either. It's a twenty percent increase in the classroom, and people in the classroom impact kids. If there are fifty-seven openings, and we've got however many, I mean, I mean, what can you get out of a day? I mean, you got to start somewhere.
0: When when you got fifty-seven vacancies, like we had in Murray County. 12 or 13 administrators you'd have to put directing everybody in the classroom and you still wouldn't have a compliment would that not maybe be
3: an asset i mean getting in the trenches for a second and seeing how the trenches are operating would that not maybe be an asset if people did that for a day or two here and there
0: well i don't think teachers ever forget the classroom experience i know i never forgot mine
3: and i only taught for a while I thought you were asleep for a while, Mr. York, but you're awake. (laughs) You kind of were quiet. I think you were in agreement on a couple of things Hey, Mr. York,
4: let me ask you a question. What would it take to get you back in the classroom?
0: I I don't need to be in the classroom at, at my age.
4: What would it take for you to be a tutor?
0: I'm tutoring, I'm mentoring t- uh, students that's going, potentially going to college right now. I got 10 students I'm mentoring.
4: Well, that's, that's fantastic, but that's on the back end. What about the front end? What about K-3? through What would it take you to become a tutor in K-3? through
0: I'm, I'm just not interested.
4: Fair enough. I mean, it's, it's, it's I, fair enough. That's one of the things we're trying to do is get more people interested. We, we had a meeting with a bunch of business owners, and they were complaining about their personnel about the, about what's available to them to hire. And I asked them, I said, how many of you volunteer in a K-3 system to teach kids how to read? And nobody raised their hand. I said, do you realize that you could be part of the solution on this, of helping kids learn how to read? If they can learn how to read, then you can teach them how to do mathematics. And from there on, you've got an employee that you can hire.
0: So, so now you put the onus on a person that has a solution or has a... a, a uh, an example of how you can be successful I don't think that's dealing with the problem Scott, I think that's copping out telling people they need to be the solution no, you need to, if you're running the system, run the system don't don't look at other people and say, oh, you all need to be a part of it to make it, make it successful put the money where it needs to be, give the folks the, the opportunity to hire folks that are trained and ready to go to work
4: so you're an educator Mr. York, right? And I can't get you back into K through three because you're not interested. Is that what you said? Just
0: clarifying. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, don't don't put it on me to go educate the kids. You know I've had my time in educating folks and worked at Columbia State and still working to help kids get into college. So. Develop a program where you can get people who are willing to go in the classroom. See, that's one of the problems in education. Some folks aren't willing to go in the classroom, but they still wind up there. So find the people that's willing.
4: Okay.
2: You know, I think we're all in agreement. It's the devils in the details. How do you make it work? How do you execute? Um, And uh, that is the rub. Folks, next week, I mean Monday. Monday kicks off Mule Day week, the Mule Day Wagon Train, and then we get into the Liars Contest, we get into the Auctioneers Contest, we get into the uh, Parade, of course, which is a week from Saturday. Uh, We just get into all sorts of fun stuff, and it sounds like the weather's going to warm up. And uh, so Mule Day is on us. Hallelujah. Let's have a big time. And buckle up tomorrow. One of the dumbest political moves in history is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Non-disclosure. And buckle up on Wednesday as uh, I will not be here, and I assume that Drake Colley is going to host the show again. (laughs) (laughs) uh Reaction Wednesday. Yes, sir.
0: Hey, Clayton, the dumbest move's already being made. They're trying to uh, cancel the. The, the Commission on Children and Youth in the State of Tennessee. <laughs> I had know nothing about that. Before. I know nothing about it. <laughs> Your Representative Johnson up there in Franklin wants to, and along with the governor wants to get rid of it. Oh yeah, the yeah. God told us that they're trying to fund and correct what was happening in DCS. I don't
2: know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's going on there. All right, tomorrow, folks. Hart Tuesday. Drake Holly Wednesday. (music) Have a great day, folks.